Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to an episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Today we are reviewing the latest box office hit. Yes, I said box office hit. Who knows those existed in the COVID era. Wow. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Uncharted. Based on the video game that I thought came with every PlayStation, but I found out I was completely wrong about that. <laughs> you did have to purchase this game. Yes, absolutely. Um, this was an interesting movie. Um, didn't play the games going into it. I don't know. You, did you play any of the games? Not a one. Um, so I didn't really have any expectations other than... It was going to be an action flick with two of Hollywood's biggest stars. Um, So I I had a fresh perspective. I didn't have any bias going in. Um, From my research, I know that it didn't necessarily follow the game directly. So they're kind of creating their own thing. So um, it'll be interesting to talk about, Ty. I got some talking points. I got some questions to ask you before we get into the review. Um, And unfortunately, you know, we don't really have anything else. Um, We think the Thor Love and Thunder trailer is going to release... Tomorrow, the day we're recording, today, the day this is going to come out. Um, nope. There's some speculation there. But outside of that, it's just only Uncharted, Ty. Let's talk Uncharted. 60% then. of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Treasure hunter Victor Soli Sullivan recruits street smart Nathan Drake to help him recover a 500-year-old lost fortune amassed by explorer Ferdinand Mangellan. What starts out as a heist soon becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Santiago Mancada can get his hands on it. If Soli and Nate can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find $5 in treasure but only if they can learn to work together. 
Yeah, there's um, a lot of betrayal, a lot of twists in this movie. Um, reminded me a little bit of Red Notice. Um, reminded me a lot of Red Notice. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just the same kind of, uh, kind of, I guess, National Treasure meets Indiana Jones kind of film. You know, that's what the one Google <laughs> reviewer said about Red Notice. And I, I feel like you could have said the same thing about Uncharted. Maybe we should have had the bonus category for this movie as well. Um, just a very similar movie to... Um, just in terms of, I guess, theming and whatnot to a movie we recently reviewed. So this is a big box office movie. The other one was a Netflix release with big box office stars. So It's true. Um, Tom Holland, you know, he's coming off of Spider-Man, the biggest movie, um, I believe, in American history. I think it passed Avatar for domestic, at least. Um, you know, top, I think, six or seven movie of all time. Would have been top three without, you know, COVID happening. Um, you know, so this is a little bit of a hot streak for him. As you mentioned, uh, when we were in our pause, you know, it's already number three Spider-Man is. You could have just said that out loud. I'm just looking. Spider-Man's number three. We still have Endgame and The Force Awakens above it. Oh, so that's domestic. Okay, but it yeah. passed Avatar. So it did Avatar, pass Avatar was number four. Um, so, yeah, just a huge release. Uh, Tom Holland riding a little bit of a hot streak. Um, you know, a lot of shirtless Tom Holland in this movie. Riley didn't come see this with me. She told me to tell her if there was any, and mm. there was. She, was she missed out. She missed it. Yeah, she fucked up. Um, now, Ty, before we jump into the review, since we only have a review today, I had some questions. I did this with Peacemaker, which Peacemaker wrapped up this past week. Um, just a fantastic show. Just want to say that. It wrapped up last Thursday. It was after we recorded? Yeah. Okay. Great show. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. show. Go watch it. Um, I, I, we didn't talk about it like the other Marvel shows, mm-hmm. but it's just as good, if not better. Um, yeah. But So we did this with Peacemaker. I did this with Peacemaker. So I got some conversation starters for you, Ty. Before we get into the movie review, this isn't necessarily about the movie itself, just related to the movie. Um, number one, does Tom Holland kind of – and this is exactly what I wrote, by the way. Okay. Does Tom Holland kind of remind you of a younger Mark Wahlberg, but without the hate crimes? <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this movie <laughs> – okay, I'll, I'll give you a break. Um, for those that don't know, Mark Wahlberg uh, – Spent 28 days in jail, but don't ask him about it in the interview. Um, <laughs> Marky Mark, if you ever come on, we won't ask you about it. Okay. Um, I was watching this movie and the entire time was thinking that I could see Tom Holland in Wahlberg's role in 20 years. If the MCU was created before, was created sooner, Mark Mark Wahlberg definitely would have been a superhero. Um, <laughs> I think if the MCU was created 20 years before, Mark Wahlberg 100% would have been a superhero. No, I don't think Tom Holland reminds me of Mark Wahlberg whatsoever. <laughs> Not even without the hate crimes. Even even if Toby or Tom Holland had hate crimes, he wouldn't remind me of Mark Wahlberg. Just a a, a buff, handsome white guy, black hair. He doesn't sound like he's from Boston, despite the fact that okay, he's from different places the, throughout everywhere. Besides the accent, Bostoners are really just like adjacent to Londoners, so to England English people. I, they're they're London adjacent. I feel like Boston accent's got a little bit of British accent in it. Okay. I I disagree. I don't know. I just I was thinking of this movie and I was like, I could see Tom Holland in twenty years being like Mark Wahlberg where he's the buff, still a box office draw, never really does anything super critically acclaimed, but it, you know, he's he plays a lot of iconic roles and makes a lot of money, work ethic, muscular, takes his shirt off, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I I don't know. I view Mark Wahlberg more as just like a comedy guy. Okay. I, I don't think uh, comedy and action, whereas Tom Holland, I feel like, can do a dramatic role. Um, you saw him perform very well in Devil all the time. Uh, Cherry, another role that was serious. I, you know, not the best movie, but mm-hmm. um, I, I just, I don't know. And, and I'm going to wait till later 
to express my concerns with this film and the casting. Oh. But I, I just Mark Wahlberg isn't very good in serious roles. Um and, and this isn't necessarily a serious role, but I just view him as a certain type of actor, whereas Tom Holland I feel like has much more range. Well, Mark Wahlberg said that Tom Holland is like an annoying little brother. Okay. So there's that. Sure. Um, <laughs> this wasn't one of my questions, but this, I guess you could attach it to it. Um, if the MCU was created 20 years ago, like, is there a superhero you could think of Mark Wahlberg playing? It could be a, a superhero they've already done. It could be a superhero they haven't done. I, mm. I don't know. I feel like Ant-Man, but then I don't know if he would, like, Mark Wahlberg wouldn't want to be Ant-Man. I could see him trying to come in as, like, Iron Man, especially after the hate crimes. You know, RDJ had the career resurgence. Oh, okay, yeah. After the drugs. Some parallels there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he de- he missed the boat. I bet you there's part of Mark Wahlberg. He's too old now to commit to, like, a 10, 15-year thing. He's 50. Um, but if, you know, he he's sitting there like, fuck. Yeah, maybe, maybe some Winter Soldier mm. vibes there. I could see him doing that, growing the hair out a little bit. He's had longer hair in the past. He would probably actually pound the table for Captain America. Especially because the root of the comic, you know, beating up foreign people. And- oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> right up his alley. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's only 5'8". What a short guy. A uh, short guy with a big complex. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland's only 5'7". So maybe he could have been Spider-Man. Maybe Mark Wahlberg could have been the first Spider-Man. Could have been. Um, it was him or to- I mean, he's probably just as old as Tobey Maguire. Uh, Wahlberg's 50. Tobey Maguire is... 46, yeah. Okay. He could have been. I wonder if he was ever in the running for Spider-Man. Um, number two, is Tom Holland the biggest box office draw in Hollywood? Or is it just because... Okay, so is he the biggest box office draw in Hollywood because Uncharted had the largest opening box office of the year thus far? It's probably going to be number one movie in the year because most of Spider-Man's money was made in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thus far, at least. I mean, other things, you know, Multiverse of Madness will probably beat it. But yeah. So is he the biggest draw in Hollywood? Or did Uncharted doing so well happen just because COVID rapidly going down, holiday weekend, kids had Monday off? Um, and if you don't think it's Holland, who else is in the running for just a casual fan to say, oh, he slash she is in this movie. Let me go watch it. I think it probably is Holland right now. I think he does a good job of getting a lot of the younger audience in. Um and I mean, he's the fucking, he's Spider-Man. That's huge. But then he's doing other shit like this. I, it's probably Holland. Um, Dwayne Johnson's always going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Just the nature of who he is. And he just makes stupid action movies and they make a hundred million <laughs> like on opening day for no reason. <laughs> um, outside of that. John Cena. <laughs> n- uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. okay. Maybe. Okay. So uh, maybe Gal Gadot. I'm just, this is just red noticed Cass. Um, um i was thinking about this i wrote down five names just male names sorry for that um i wrote so i kind of have a theory that some you said though so i wrote chris pratt these all had question marks chris Chris pratt question mark will smith question mark johnny depp tom cruise and the rock no particular order i feel like like you said it best tom holland probably has the young market corner because when you think of like a young I mean, he's not a teenager, but the young heartthrob, like, he's kind of the guy. And it's more than just being a young heartthrob. It's a young heartthrob, and it's, a, you know, people our age. And it's the, the what are we, Gen Zers? Maybe. We're not millennials. I know we just missed millennials. We're right in that gap, yeah. Um, you know, so, we're, like, he's right in that um, kind of age range. And I don't have the stats for this. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like that's the people that go to the movies the most. Um, and then you think of a holiday weekend. There wasn't really an animated movie coming out. So, you know, would parents want to take their kids to the movies, even though Uncharted might not have been a movie for a six-year-old like some kids in front of me. That's how old they were. 
it was, oh, hey, there's Spider-Man. Let's go see this movie with Spider-Man. And it also had Mark Wahlberg in there, who still is, you know, maybe not at his prime, obviously, but, like, the older generation still loves Mark Wahlberg, you know, like our moms and whatnot. Um, no, yeah, he definitely still sells tickets. Yeah, and, I mean, The Rock is up there with the older generation. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp. Did I say Johnny Depp? You did. Um, you know, he's up there with the older generation. Tom Hanks is more beloved. I don't know if he's necessarily, um, you know, box office. Tom Cruise, maybe. Definitely older. Um, but Top Gun Maverick's probably going to do stupid good at the box office. Yeah, and besides that, I mean, Harrison Ford, but that's more his... It's way yeah. older. Yeah, that's, that's that Clint Eastwood. Yeah, fuck yeah, Jay. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's probably Holland. I think Timothy Chalamet is another one who's probably on that he's track. He's knocking on the doorstep. To he's, be in another huge box yeah, office draw in that age group. There. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Spider-Man does wonders for Tom Holland. Yeah. it's You're in the biggest franchise and you are just were a part, the star of the biggest movie they've released in the past couple of years. Like, that's going to fucking get people's eyes on you on screen. And people are going to like what they see because he's fantastic in that role. And it's going to be a box office draw when he goes out and tries other things. Tom Holland is already the th- 14th highest grossing actor of all time, just in terms of uh, box office in the movies he's in. Obviously, he's gotten uh, big help from the franchise he's in, where, <laughs> you know, he's been the star of three of his movies, but he's also been in two Avengers movies and Civil War. Um, he actually is ahead of The Rock now. I, that doesn't surprise me. The that, MCU is a fucking machine. That, that still surprises me because The Rock has 36 movies and Tom Holland only has 15. Everyone above him on the list has at least 20. Um, ScarJo, number one. Really? She passed Samuel Jackson? Yeah, it's ScarJo 1, RDJ 2, Samuel Jackson 3. Samuel Jackson was not in – was he in Endgame? No. No, it, it's counting on this list, though. It says Tops film – no, he wasn't in Infinity War. He was in the post-credits. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, they don't have Infinity War on this list. Endgame, he was at, like, the very end. Yeah, the, the funeral, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look here. Who do you think is the number one non-MCU actor with 54 movies? And Fuck. this person ranks number eighth behind Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Samuel Jackson, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson. Number eight. Not connected to Marvel at all? No. Leo? Leonardo no. DiCaprio? Tom Hanks. Okay. 54 movies. And then that Vin- is a lot of fucking movies. And then Vin Diesel, who has MCU connections, Bradley Cooper, MCU, and Johnny Depp. And that's because of Pirates. Yeah, Pirates are a fucking machine. Um. So yeah, Tom Holland's well on his way to being... The guy in Hollywood, especially because he has that younger generation captured, and you know he turns that into a twenty-five-year career. Who knows how much money he's going to make? Lots. I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of money. <laughs> him and Zendaya. The will him and Zendaya last? That's not a question on this list. But is are they like a are they a long-term power couple or short-term power couple? Ty, because they're a, probably number one power couple right now. Easily number one yeah. power couple. You watch Euphoria? It's fucking wild. I'm not saying it's good. A lot of people say it's great, Ty. It's so. just the most insane shit you've ever seen. I saw one scene on Twitter where she like was freaking out about drugs, and she like punched her sister's door down, and her mom was in yeah. there, and I think her mom slapped her or something. It was great acting by her, but story writing-wise, very odd. Isn't it just about like teenagers who have drug addictions? And like a lot of sex, and there's like a, like a dad who fucks like one of the... It's like a transgendered girl at the high school. There's just a lot. There, there's currently a play going on. This play had a production budget of no less than $100 million, and it's a high school play. <laughs> she had a rotating stage that had, like, the inside rotating faster than the outside, and the settings just changing. And she's great. like, it's incredible. That's it's, like, great. so fucking good. I'm like, the, the production is better than Hamilton. <laughs> and it's a high school play. 
They they are number one power couple. They should have hosted the Oscars, honestly. Um, number three, number three question: Which video game franchise do you want to see a movie be made out of next? Ty? God of War. There, I I knew it's that would be your answer. <laughs> it's God of War. It's gonna be fucking. It'd be like a cool Thor movie, but rated R. And yeah. Just and you know, hopefully better than because Mortal Kombat was up there too. Yeah, we not were, that good. If we did a hindsight, if we did hindsight movie reviews, that movie would probably get a lot lower than it did. I believe it's like a 56 or 66, 66.5. Um, that movie belongs in the 50s, low 50s probably. <laughs> yeah. We I, were encapsulated <laughs> by – that was our second – my second movie, your first movie back in theaters. It wasn't very good. I haven't thought of Mortal Kombat maybe once since – It's it's not a good film. It was fun to watch. The action was good. That's probably where it got a lot of its points. Yeah. But the action still could have been better. Um, the one line – Still cracks me up about him. He's about to get his soul sucked. <laughs> Kills me every time. <laughs> um, yeah, not a great film, but God of War. I, I mean, that is such a expansive franchise that has so much different stories. And I like the mythology kind of mm-hmm. stories. That's why I'm excited for like the Percy Jackson type mm-hmm. thing. I, I feel like that has really rich stories that can be told there. And if you do that through the lens of an R-rated action film with just incredible CGI yeah. and monsters and shit, it could be incredible. You have to lean into it. Um, they can't make it a kid. I mean, I don't know why they would make a kid movie out of God of War, but I don't even think they should make a PG-13 no, movie. it could like, not be PG-13. It would be bad if it was. Like, you would have to lean into it. I've never played the games, but I would be very interested. I'm trying to think of other uh, video game franchises. I mean, Sonic, I mean, they're coming out with number two. I really like the first one. Um, Resident Evil, they've made a shit ton of those. Yeah. Halo, I guess, is something. Well, they have a they Halo series that's coming out right now. Shit, I didn't know that. It's releasing, um, I think, like next month probably. Yeah, I don't, you know, the the Mario movies coming out, you know, they could do like a Call of Duty or Battlefield, but that's just going to be a war movie with that name. Grand Theft Auto, I don't know. They can't really make a movie about Grand Theft Auto. Like, God of War might be the answer, Ty. Pokemon, if they make a, well, they already make Pokemon. Detective Pikachu and Pokemon Show. Zelda? Sure. (laughs) I I think like for mainline single player kind of things like Red Dead, that's just like a cowboy movie. That you would slap something like I feel like God of War is the next one that is you know a story based single player type game with a main character that people know of mm-hmm. that could just do so so fucking good um, whether that's in a movie form or a limited series because um, I I feel like with video games a lot of it is you look at how long it takes to beat these games and you spend twenty to thirty hours playing this game to beat yeah. the story all the way and then they try and shove that into a three to two hour movie yeah it's, but it's I almost mean, never three but it's shoved into our movie and it just doesn't connect the same way there's less like wandering obviously they could cut down the fighting i was thinking because i looked up top video game characters um tomb raider i forgot they made the tomb raider movie yeah. um there's a lot of tomb raider movies metroid could be cool in the right hands i guess but yeah i mean number two on this list literally was kratos yeah um but that's the thing like uncharted you know people really like Nathan Drake, and it's it's based off that one character. Gears of War, that's another one I know people have Gears been. of War. Um, Maybe Fallout. Yeah. I could see Fallout being something that they create a series or movie on. Besides that, unless I'm missing something, I really don't know. Um, what was number one on that list? For what? These are just fictional characters. The Tomb Raider, fictional oh. video game characters. Um, if we go to gamedesign.org, their number one video game character of all time, Ty, is it's not ranked. It's, it's Mario. It's um, probably Mario. I don't know. It wasn't ranked. Um, <laughs> what about fictionhorizon.com? Uh, let's scroll. But yeah, I, I, video game movies are hot right now. I want to say they have Kratos at 17 here. Whoa. Um, 
That's way too low. Number one, Mario. Number two, Pac-Man. They're not going to make a Pac-Man movie. Number three, Tomb Raider Girl. Number yeah. four, Donkey Kong. Number five, Link. Number six, Mega Man. These are like people before Super us. Number Nintendo. seven, Ryu, Ryu, the fighter. Okay. Eight, Master Chief. That's probably fair. Number nine, Gerald of Rivia. The fuck is that? Oh, The Witcher. The oh, television yeah, yeah, yeah. Series. Okay. Pikachu, number 10. Number 11, Commander Shepard. Mass Effect. Number okay. 12, Yoshi. <laughs> Number 13, Luigi. Number 14, Tom Nook of how does it, Animal Crossing. How does it feel to be one of the Super Mario Bros and still get rated lower than Yoshi? <laughs> Donkey Kong, at least he's the OG. Like, he was the OG <laughs> Yeah, game. Yoshi. You are a Super Mario bro. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. They ranked the thing that Mario rides above him. Um, no, I is there actually going to be a Gear of War movie? I know something with Batista... He's wanted to do it for a long time because he's a huge fan of the series and he looks just like one of the characters if it's the main character. Well, he was a a DLC. Like, they added him or whatever into the game. Oh, really? Like, Batista yeah. himself? Yeah. Well, I, I know, like, outside of that, he looks very similar to one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they are. I, I There's always talks about them doing it. I've never heard anything official or, like, anyone attached to it directly. Yeah, but He's even you it, just look up Gears of War film like the fourth one is Dave Bautista really wants to be in a Gears of War movie. Never played Gears of War myself. I've, I've played no bullshit like 15 minutes. <laughs> Why? I, I I got it. It came with like my Xbox or something. I was like, I'll try it. And it just wasn't for me. I watched Josh and Gavin Riley's little brothers play it once like four or five years ago. Like, but they were just playing each other. They weren't like playing online or the story mode or anything. So that's my Gears of War knowledge okay fuck yeah um but we're running dry with video game franchises i think next is god of war if they ever do it which i hope they would i mean it's such an easy thing to make into something yeah i mean it's just you literally can use all of because like the thing with god of war is it was like you know this mythology and this mythology now they're on norse mythology with like thor and them like you just you just rock greek mythology choose whatever part of that story you want to tell mm-hmm and you have a badass main character who just fucking, it's a quest type thing. But you have so much lore and mythology to build off of there and make a really, really fucking good movie. You're going to buy God of War Ragnarok when it comes out in I mean, 2022? A hundred fucking percent. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, yeah, that's that's the next one. I mean, it did say PlayStation Studios at the beginning of this film. So yeah, there God the of process. War is a PlayStation I mean, movie. I don't know how you don't do it. Like, I get the R rating probably limits your box office potential. Yeah. And no, it, sure. and that's a must-have for this. Mm-hmm. But it would still be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still going to be so successful. And that's such a large fan base. Like, that is the PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Probably. Like, that's their fucking thing. It'll be the show. They can make a movie about that. <laughs> yeah. We can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does it feel that God of War will get a movie after the Angry Birds? Mm. Angry Birds movie is kind of good, though. <laughs> pretty funny never seen it pretty I've, funny i've never seen it um uncharted ty let's let's jump into the movie ranking scale um so you already did the synopsis we don't have to we don't have to do that plot slash story um do i give you my score or do i describe the plot first let's talk about the plot a little bit okay so it's the story of nathan drake tom holland um they tweaked it you you start you do they do the classic movie thing where they Start the movie in like a later point, the climax of the movie almost, um, and then they rewind and they tell it backwards. It's a weird choice for this movie. I feel like it was very unnecessary for this film. I liked it. Okay. 
I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it was just a weird choice. I Well, with them wanting to do the flashback scene with their brother, with the brother, um, I feel like that was the best way to kind of give the audience a taste of who this Nathan Drake guy is and then kind of set up the background. It just feels like that should have been the opening. Of the kid? Yeah, them trying to steal the map as kids. It could have been. Huh. It's just weird. Like, that was a big moment. And you just kind of see a decent little bit of it. Yeah. And then you just have to wait like an hour to see it play out. Um, but it opens with that. And then you get the story about him and his brother and everything. And from what I read, like at least the first game, like his brother's not in it. And from what I was reading, like this is almost a prequel to the games. Cause Nathan Drake's a little bit older in the games. Tom Holland's, you know, perceived to be in his mid twenties. Um, you know, and so that happens with his brother. Obviously his brother goes missing, gives him the, the, the seeds to be an adventurer. Is adventurer yeah, the right word? Sure. Um, tomb Raider. No, <laughs> Fast forward, <laughs> and, you know, he meets Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's got a job. He knew his brother, yada, yada, stuff we find out later. And they go on a quest, and they're, they find these two keys, or they get these two keys. They get one of the keys. They already had the other. Mm. Then they have to find this this secret treasure, and they think they found it. And, oh, no, that's not it. It's a map to another treasure, and um, it's all Mangellan's treasure that he supposedly sailed around the world to find. And then it's a race between them, a bad guy, a girl who was on their team but then was a bad guy but then was on their team again but then also still tried to cross him. Correct. Um, I think you actually nailed that character there. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just classic, like, it, it's an adventure movie. It's like we've seen these before. We've seen it with, like, uh, National Treasures. Like, right when you think they have it, they don't have it. There's mm. always a little twist. There's yeah. always something extra. And, of course, they get a little bit of the gold at the end because they can't come out of this completely empty-handed. Well, just a little bit. But if they would have got all of it, there would never be a sequel. You would never do any treasure hunting if you had $5 billion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, plot slash story tie. Seems like you're struggling with your score here. You're not confident in the score? I'm thinking about bumping it up one. I, I've noticed that sometimes I could be a little bit too lax with my movie scale, and this might be an unfair movie to try and kind of tighten the reins a little bit. Um, but I've no, I, I gave it a 9. I gave it a 10. Okay, that was between 9 and 10. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, I gave it a 10. It, it was... It was fine for what it was trying to do, um, but it was very much uh, bad guys and we're going to cross you. And they show that very early on and there's no surprise crossing. Um, obviously, when they find the boats, the other person's going to show up and there's going to be a battle for the fucking gold. Like, it, it just kind of it was very, very predictable throughout. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's an equation that's been done time and time again. Um, it, it's just it doesn't really add anything unique to the genre, I don't think. I think yeah. this is a a case of them being like, hey, we have this franchise that people really like and we want to make a movie about it. We know it'll sell well. We have a big box office guy and another box office guy. Um, let's just make a cookie cutter movie. And people will be fine with that. As long as we please the, the, the fans of the series. Um, this is a hard movie. I mean, maybe we're going to circle back to this at the end, but I, this is a hard movie to outright hate. You know what I mean? So I, I think you would share the same sentiment. So it was just – it was cookie cutter by design, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Like you said, it didn't add anything to the genre, I think, is the biggest kind of takeaway from it. Um, obviously, you want exciting action and stuff, and they give you that throughout. You know, there's a couple of fun little action moments. Um, but it's very much point A to point B to point C, and you know why they're doing everything, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like – mystery and what's happening and when stuff's going to happen. Like it's, it's very much all laid out in front of you. Here's what it is. We're going to try and have fun with this groundwork. So I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie and like, I don't know how this would do from a movie standpoint, but 
during that that first kind of half of the movie where they go through the first tomb at the church in Barcelona and all that, and they find the sand or the salt, and it ends up being a map to, you know, the next place. I was thinking, like, before they found that, I was like, is this whole movie just going to be this one little, like, I don't know, adventure, kind of go through the, the, like, maze or whatever? Like, how would a movie like that stand up if it was literally just, like, one of them? You know what I mean? Like, like there wasn't levels to it. Yeah. Like, because there there's, a... there's always levels. Yeah. Like, what if it was just one? And obviously, it gets harder as they go along. But it's not like, oh, we found this. Now, let's go across the country. Like, it was literally just this one. I don't know how that would do as a movie. Probably not well. But I was thinking, like, would a small contained story be better for this? But I don't know. I, I mean, it's intriguing mm-hmm. to think about how they could do something like that. Yeah. Because with these movies, like you said, like National Treasure, the, this, like, there's always a, you're going to do this just to find out a map to take you here to get the final <laughs> thing to take you here. Yeah. It's, you know, there's layers to it. Um, But, I mean, I, I think it would be interesting to see a movie like that to where it isn't that. It's just, here's what's in front of you, and there's obstacles, and... Maybe there's someone else also trying to go through it and you, you know, break apart from them and come back together. And you know what I mean? I'm sure there's been a movie like that before. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really have anything necessarily wrong with the plot. Um, I guess I was the whole postcard thing. And then he, he lights the flame under the postcard to find the secret message. Like that was obvious. I knew that was going to happen. I'm kind of little shock the main character didn't think of that first yeah um <laughs> considering he literally had a paper and he carried the lighter around at all times number two is the way they handled the brother in this so spoiler as always if you're this far in the podcast i'm assuming you either watch the movie or you don't care for spoilers yep they handle the brother in this in a way they, they tease the brother being alive and he's in a jail million cell, percent yeah. um at the end for the the, the sequel that's going to come up but i don't know the way they handled him throughout and like how he got shot and everything like I don't know. It was just kind of inconsistent to me. Like I, I kind of knew he was going to be alive, but then like the one, the one mean girl, <laughs> I don't remember her name. Um, the original henchman that then got double crossed, but then double crossed again. Uh, Braddock. Um, okay. She literally said, say hi to your brother when she was about to kill him. So like she yeah. thinks she kills him. So I just need a good explanation on how this guy ended up in jail. And Braddock legit thinks she killed him because Mark Wahlberg told him that Braddock is the one who killed him. But if it's really something where, like, Mark Wahlberg put him in jail because you get the end, the tease where it's like, you're not safe or whatever it is. Like, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, he could have lied about Braddock killing him. But then why would Braddock, like, think she did kill him? Yeah. <laughs> what if she was like, say hi to your brother for me and then just put handcuffs on him? <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Undercover police? <laughs> yeah, just like, surprise, you're going to jail. <laughs> I, it was weird, like, 100% the entire time. It's like, all right, he's not dead. Like, because they never, like, outright say it until that say hi to your brother thing. I guess he did say, yeah, you just got shot. But, yeah, the say hi to your brother thing is what made no sense to me. Yeah, so it's like, I, it was it was weird how they handled it. I, I definitely agree. I never for a second thought, oh, she definitely killed his brother. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's alive. I thought it was going to be maybe, like, a twist, like, Mark Wahlberg is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't. He hasn't seen him in so long. Like, wow, you're fucking jacked. <laughs> there were pictures Boston. of him. <laughs> they, you showed him a picture okay, of him. That's true. <laughs> I don't know, but like, it, it was weird how they handled it for sure. I thought, like, for like 10, 10 seconds, I was like, is Mark Wahlberg gonna be his dad? <laughs> like, are they just gonna pull? Oh, up that would have been fucking sick. A complete like one eighty, and like, that's your dad. I don't think that's ruled out necessarily. Yeah, the dad never showed up. He's definitely old enough to be his dad. Yeah. For sure. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward and his brother being alive. And they're obviously going to make a sequel. This made a shit ton of money. Tom Holland said he wants to take a break from acting after his current role, which people are freaking out. But I, literally, it's just like he wants to take a vacation. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted 2 will be out in 2024, 2025. 
and we'll get the answers to these burning questions that we have <laughs> yeah. about what about his brother. I need more. Whose name I don't remember. Sam. Tom? Sam. No, that's that's the actor's name. Young Sam is the, the character that played the young Sam brother. Drake? Sam Drake. Yeah, it was Sam. Okay. Because I remember he, he signed the postcards with an S. Yeah. <sighs> that sounds right. Visual cinematography, tie. Now, you saw this on the giant screen by yourself. I saw this movie by myself as well. So on the giant screen? Together. No. Okay. Went to the movie theater at the mall. Um, right there. Because this, this, this theater next to our apartment didn't really have any times that worked with when I could go, so I went there. Okay. I gave this... Uh, I feel like they're... I don't know. I have a feeling... I didn't notice it, but I have a feeling you, you're going to complain about some CGI in this. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Am I right? I not necessarily. <laughs> I think it's because I read reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and someone put the CGI in the beginning, took them out of the entire film the rest of the time. Which CGI? From when he's hanging out of the plane. I mean, it was it was green screen. Yeah. Like, that's just, he's not fucking Tom Cruise. He's not going to do practical stunt hanging outside a fucking airplane. Yeah, for sure. All that being said, I mean, I still gave it a 14. I thought, I mean, it's a big budget movie. And this is where I had to refine my, refine my scale a little bit because I originally was going to give it like a 15, 16. I gave Death on the Nile 16 because they actually had some artistic nature to the film itself. And I really thought about this and the way I think about this category. And I was like, just being a big box office movie isn't going to get like an automatic 16 points for me anymore where I'm like, oh, they had a lot of money. They spent all the money on visual effects. It looked good. The fight scenes were, you know, they were what they were. They didn't reinvent the wheel, but they were fine. They they got to do more to get a higher score for me. So I thought everything was fine. No complaints. But, you know, you, you fill this into any other movie like a Jungle Cruise, you know, big box office, you know, budget movie with that kind of cinematography. Like it was what it was. 14. Yeah, I, I gave it a 15, and there's definitely, a, like, a flaw to our scale with the cinematography scores. Yeah. Because, like, there's just certain movies that, like, I feel like if it's big budget and there's big, wide-sweeping shots, like, 15's bare minimum that it gets. Yeah. But then, like, if you fuck up just a little bit, you're in, like, the six. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's very rarely do we go right in the middle. Yep, um, I'm trying to be more... More middling. But I, I feel like part of the fun with these big box office movies is the fact that you can tell they spent a budget on it and he's fucking hanging outside of a plane yeah. and there's fucking helicopters bumping flying ships into each other. Yeah. Like, that's part of the what makes these... still a decent score. 7 out of 10. Yeah, and I give it a 15, and I just think, like, obviously there's some movies that they just aren't doing anything, they're just recording this. Yeah. Whereas these, part of it is these big action sequences, which would be, like, a fucking boss fight or something in the actual video game, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it does, you know, these kind of movies do deserve a little bit of love for that. With that being said, 15 is an incredible score. They didn't do anything amazing. You know, the fight scenes were okay. They were good enough. You know, they weren't these incredible fucking awesome, you know, um, choreographed fight scenes and, you know, incredible action with crazy camera work. Um, basically, what I'm saying is there wasn't a one shot. <laughs> Give me a one shot and um, you get like an 18. So <laughs> I appreciated that they had like I again, I didn't play the game, but I would assume they had this the little shot of the plane like flying across the world and it looked like a video game loading screen oh yeah i i thought again i can't confirm this but i was like that was probably the loading screen in the game like yeah. when you traveled like, you're going to this country now yeah let us load um, it but um i had a question for you and i guess this the best question comes in this category um did you have any um what's the word um any problems with the realism of any of the stunts performed aka 
helicopters flying boats mm. and them having a water boat fight but in midair and you know it's pretty sick though like the, when you think about it the stuff where he's hanging off the plane he's jumping from crate to crate and they they get on the car and then they're fall they literally skydive land on a box pull a parachute did you have any problem with the realism of that it was just aggressively fake but that's kind of what you sign up for Okay, so then my follow-up question is, why do you have such a problem when Fast and the Furious does it? <laughs> because Fast and Furious, that's not what I sign up for. I sign up for cars, not superheroes. <laughs> You're 10 minutes late to that party, Ty. No, I mean, it... it um... <laughs> I tried setting you up there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's different. It's a video game. Fast and Furious has just turned into stupidity. It's a spy movie now. They're not race movies anymore. They're spy movies. Stupid. They're James they Bonds. <laughs> I, I, that's all I could think. When there was the, fl- the flying pirate ships... From the helicopters, and they were having a water battle, but in the air. I was like, I'm shocked this was not in a Fast and the Furious movie yet. That's fair. <laughs> like, I more so was looking at it through a lens of, I could see this being some ridiculous video game, yeah. like part of the game, where you're on the boat that's being hit by the other boat, and like you're trying to fight someone while the other boat is just launching more fucking enemies at you. Like That felt like something they would put in a ridiculous video game. No, yeah, for sure. The most unrealistic part of this movie is when um, Braddock... Yes, the, the mean girl I said earlier. Uh, slices Santiago Moncada's neck, and there's like a thin ballpoint <laughs> pen line of red across his neck while he's standing on the floor. You gotta keep the PG-13 rating, my guy. She slices his neck! <laughs> just don't show it then! <laughs> but you can't just look like she fucking put a paper cut on his neck and like, oh yeah, he's murdered. Don't worry. <laughs> that was ridiculous. He was just laying there. It was the fakest fucking dead person I've ever seen. I, I will be honest. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see her killing the guy. I didn't either, but it also was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, she just seemed bad. He also seemed bad. I didn't realize that was Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. I know the name. I guess I didn't realize that was the face. Great, great mean person voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so intimidating. Good casting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he would be good in, like, more serious stuff. I know he's good in more serious stuff, I'm assuming. That's why I know his name. I mean, it's Antonio Banderas, man. He's fucking 60 years old. He can do whatever he wants. He's going to be in Indiana Jones 5, which is just perfect. He's also <laughs> the voice of, if I am not mistaken, Ty, uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, it's a great voice. Great mean guy voice. It's a great, great voice. Puss in Boots. <laughs> um, yeah, Does Puss in Boots have a mean guy voice? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's so intimidating. You know where I think you're getting that from? I think the the mean guy voice and why Antonio Banderas. Hold on, let me look this up real quick. Make sure I'm not wrong about the character himself. I'm just going through his his uh, filmography here. I I actually don't think he's. Oh, never mind. I was gonna because he's in Spy Kids. I thought he was the bad guy in Spy Kids, but he's the dad. Never watched Spy Kids. Really? Yeah. No, that's definitely something like people our age. Everyone's seen it. Never did. Don't know why. Wow. Felt a little cheesy. <laughs> Fucking six-year-old Tyler <laughs> said it was a little cheesy. <laughs> My favorite one was uh, number three, which is the worst one. has a 45% Rotten Tomatoes, 25% audience score. Damn. And it's because they go in, like, a video game world. And, like, they have to, like, you know, fight through the video game world or whatever. It was fucking sick. I was more of a fan of, um, like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl compared to Spy Kids. Love that, too. George Lopez. <laughs> Love that, Fantastic. too. Fantastic. Um, they're, they're definitely in the same ballpark. They're cousins. Yeah, a million um, percent. Key elements tie. So we haven't played the video game, so I can't really talk about that. Uh, again, I try to do my research with these things. And it seemed like they just wanted to use the properties, go their own way. You know, they, they're still the same characters. They're still the Sullivan character. They're still the girl character. Um, obviously, Nathan Drake. I, I mean, it, it was a spy 
what is the correct i keep saying spy but what's the correct adventure adventure, adventure action it was that it, it followed you know we said it didn't really add anything new and it was kind of cookie cutter for the genre um but if you're cookie cutter for the genre that means you were what you were i still didn't give it full points because it was cookie cutter so while it was the genre and it was unmistakably an adventure action movie it could have been done better like we've seen it done better for sure and i mean fucking i, I mean fucking uh, red notice i mean i don't know I may have preferred that movie to this one, honestly. And that was a Netflix movie. I gave it a 14 out of 20. We've been one point apart on all of these. I gave it a uh, 15 okay. out of 20. It, it felt like a video game in certain points, but it also it didn't add anything to like an action thing. Like action adventure, I want like really cool, unique kind of action. And you know, I want to be fucking on the edge of my seat while the story's going on. And what could happen next in this adventure? Yeah. Never was. No. He was never in threat. I was never concerned. You weren't worried that Mark Wahlberg was going to pick the gold? I was not. Fair. Um, but it's, you know, it, it kind of was what it was. This is exactly what I expected this movie to be. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't expect to be blown away by it, but I expected it to just kind of be like, hey, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this, mm-hmm. and it's not going to do anything crazy. And that's exactly what we got. Fair enough. I, I don't think I could really add anything to that based on what we talked about with this and plot slash story. Characters tie. Look, man. I just, I love my boy Tom. Great. Uh, was he? As a person, great. Oh. Not saying in this film. I, I brought it up last week. Is Tom Holland a little bit overrated? Did you bring that up last week? I did. And you said no, and you brought up Devil all the time. Great. I gave this a 10. I just, I wasn't thrilled by any of the performances. The The character growth was predictable and fast. And like, uh, we brought I brought up Peacemaker. And even though that character growth is still kind of predictable, but like, it was done in such a uh, raw and authentic way. And this was just hurried. And like Mark Wahlberg's coming to Jesus moment was not grabbing or throwing the bag of gold at what's her face. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like we, we didn't get, there wasn't a lot of depth to these characters and the acting itself was fine. It felt like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg hanging out like in, um, American Tom Holland, because obviously his accent is yeah. English, but like, yeah. That's why I kind of thought of Mark Wahlberg, too. It's like I was thinking, like, is Tom Holland going to get typecasted? And he's doing other things, and he's trying, so more credit to him. He's in a going to be in an Apple TV Plus series that's coming out that he's filming right now. But, like, is he going to get typecasted as this action kid? You know what I mean? Like, action kid. I don't know. Because <laughs> it, it kind of felt like Spider-Man, too. I don't know. A little bit. Ten. It felt a little bit like that. Um, I thought I was going to be I, – I also gave it a 10. Okay. I thought that was going to be, like – I thought you were going to be like, really? Point like, give contention? me some shit? Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Mark Wahlberg kind of stunk. Um, <laughs> he was the, just Mark Wahlberg. Like, I yeah. don't think he's trying that much well, anymore. No, but that's the thing is he wasn't just Mark Wahlberg. He was like a toned down version of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Use PG-13 Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, which I don't want. <laughs> if you're going to give me Mark, Wa- Wa- Mark Wahlberg, give me Mark Wahlberg. You want a scene where he's hitting an Asian guy in the movie and then they, <laughs> they, they mention it? Racism and hate crimes aren't funny, Jay. Stop They're making me funny. laugh about I it. I like making fun of Mark Wahlberg because he's... A terrible person. Bad person. Being okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Tom Holland was, he was, I didn't have any issues with him in this film, but you're right. He was just doing kind of the, he was doing a toned down Peter Parker. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I, um, Tatit Gabrielle Braddock. Mm-hmm. Atrocious. Really? I, so bad. So unbelievable. So corny. Terrible really? line delivery. Did not like her <laughs> in the slightest. I didn't hate her, but I, again, I, I wasn't like thrilled by her. This is her first movie. Second movie. Emoji movie. Oh, that movie's a bad fuck. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> That's a dog shit movie. 
<laughs> it's six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a dog shit movie. It's so bad. She plays Addie, the voice of Addie. Addie? Yeah. What? What fucking emoji is an Addie? I don't know, Ty. <laughs> I don't know. Addie emoji movie. Is it like the at sign? Does she play an at sign? Oh, it's the girl. Oh, like the non-emoji character? Yeah. God, she's the... All the emojis are hers. I believe so. Or she's like a friend of the emoji. I don't know. But yeah, she's... Gotcha. Um, okay. And they also have Patrick Stewart playing poop in that movie. They is... they did do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sophia Ali, who played the double crossing on your team, not on your team, on your team, not on your team character. Um, she was actually pretty good in this. I liked, I liked her. her. She was my favorite part of this film. I liked her. I was so fucking confused because I know I knew her from something. She does look familiar. And I couldn't me. figure out what it was. I don't know if you've even seen this. Um, it's called, oh, where is it? Where the fuck? The Wilds? Never it's essentially seen. King of the Flies, where like people are stranded on an island and like what happens. Okay. A little twist to it. Pretty good fucking show. Had a blast with it. She's from that. That's what I know her from. I don't know her from anything else. Never seen her in anything else, so I don't know where I, why I thought I recognized her. She was a guest star in Grey's Anatomy for a little while. Are you big into Grey's Anatomy? No. Um, the Walking Deceased, Mono, Bad Kids of Zero Crestfield Academy. 0% Rotten Tomatoes for The Walking Deceased. Yeah? Probably has like two reviews. Ooh. 11 reviews. This is her only... No, this movie's also bad. India <laughs> Sweets and Spices, um, not rotten. With a 288 box office. K box office. She only has one fresh movie, but she only has one rotten TV show. I think she's just a TV actress. I think she's just a, a, little, a little actress, a... Lesser name actress who was waiting for a big role and was just cast in a lot of bad, low budget movies. I think that's what it. What it and was. I think she gives the best performance in this movie. Yeah, I thought she was really good. I did. Um, but with that being said, like again, like the writing wasn't great for Tom Holland's character. It was kind of it is what it was. Um, Mark Wahlberg's character, I I really just didn't like in the slightest. <laughs> okay, he was just not. He was eighty percent of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, which is it's bad. Yeah. Give me 120, Mark Wahlberg, if you're going to do any changes to it. Um, Tom Holland was fine. Hated the other villain chick. Um, it, it's it's not good at times. It's 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 bad, I would argue. Antonio Banderas, very great bad guy voice. Great bad guy. It was very intimidating when he spoke <laughs> before she slit his throat. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, just looking at his, his filmography, just he's the same guy. He's the same guy. He's been that way for a while. He gets typecast. He does. He's definitely not a character actor. No. No, no, um, no. In the slightest. No. Like, I mean, he had that movie Instant Family, which I know was received pretty well. Great film. Um, really good. Yeah, I, I, with that being said, very good performance by him in that. <laughs> I just He's at the point of his career. He's making a shit ton of money. He's getting up at 5 a.m. to golf 18 holes. Have you heard about that? He supposedly gets up, like, super early, golfs 18 holes, and, like, like, does it, like, in an hour? Like, he just, like, goes up, hits it, go. Like, I don't even know why he golfs. There's just, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I do this, and no one's going to fact check it. There's no fucking chance he does that, right? <laughs> um, Let's see. Let's see what the story is. Oh, like, he's done playing golf as of March 6, 2020. That's what started COVID. <laughs> uh, Mark Wahlberg, who once shot 18 in under an hour. No. No, he did not. He's literally just, like, playing fucking water polo in the golf cart, just, like, driving by and hitting the ball. According to Golf Digest dot com mark Wahlberg can play 18 holes in an hour thanks to his cardio golf routine um what he's just sprinting after the ball he's just happy gilmore's <laughs> it and follows up by just not like fully runs after the ball oh here we go i would tee off at six in the morning and would run the golf course Wahlberg said 
We'd hit a drive and then just sprint to the ball, and then the caddies would come with the carts. We'd grab a club, hit again, and then sprint again. We'd play all 18 holes in about an hour 15, maybe hour 20, depending on the putting. No, no, you aren't. If the guy's following with the golf cart so you can get your bag, you're just playing regular golf with sprinting in between. <laughs> you're still waiting for the person to drive the golf cart to the ball. There's no fucking <laughs> chance this guy's golf that fast. That's just such a lie. I can't believe you've never heard this story. That's such a fucking lie. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Fast golfer. Fastest golfer in the world, baby. That's just the envisions, next film. He just envisions the golf ball as a minority. <laughs> That's why he gets there to hit it with a golf club as fast as he does. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Be a better person. Wahlbergers is pretty good, though. Um, enjoyment, Ty. You ever have Wahlbergers? No. Don't get the one on the strip. It's overpriced and not as good. You could tell there's not as much love in it. Okay. I don't know where else you'd get it. I got it in Boston, so <laughs> you're kind of fucked. <laughs> like, don't get the one that's three hours away from here. You got to go minimum ten. <laughs> um, enjoyment. Look, all this the low key shit talking we've been doing about this movie, and especially Mark Wahlberg. It was fine. It was a turn your brain off adventure movie. I, I walked out of it not. I wasn't upset. Um. I would recommend this to someone like my dad. It's like a, it's whatever. I gave it a 13. I gave it a 12. <laughs> it's, you know, it was a fun little movie to watch. You know, it, it, it wasn't a chore to get through. No. Um, I, you know, certain scenes were entertaining. I could see it be one of those just kind of dumb movies or, you know, if it's on, you just kind of turn it on, pick it up wherever. Cause it just yeah. doesn't matter. And you just watch. Yeah. For I, sure. I didn't hate it. The performance is kind of stunk, but. This wasn't like a drama. No one's going for best actor in this film. <laughs> no. Like, it, you know, it is what it was. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Ty. So that gives me a final score of an even 60 out of 100. Okay. It broke the 6-0 mark. It did for me as well. I'm chilling at a 62 out of 100. Gives um, it a 61 consensus score between the both of us. Putting it at 80 out of 112 movies we have reviewed. Um, it is half a point higher than the prom, uh, a few points higher than Venom, the the first one, Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins, very similar type yep. movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I I I went back and I was like, what did I give Snake Eyes for enjoyment? Because I feel like the exact same about this movie, and I gave Snake Eyes, uh, I believe I gave Snake Eyes a thirteen, gave it a twelve, so I gave it a one point higher for this movie. Okay. And overall, you gave Uncharted one point higher. I gave Uncharted two. Oh, points there it higher. is. There it was that in, that one point of enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> um, another kind of dumb action movie that I forgot about. Kate, we gave a sixty three and a half. That was gory. Um, that was that's yeah. where it was the visuals probably million percent. I love the fucking that movie with the Japan at night gets me every time. <laughs> Neon lights and shit and every time Have you watched it again? Just no. Every time that a movie takes place in oh, that kind gotcha. of setting, yeah, looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that's the best. I feel you. Our our bullshit murder mystery where the guy commits the thing and he's solving his own thing with amnesia gotta gotta take <laughs> wait, place wait. bullshit this is a great idea well either gotta take place in japan okay but i i don't know japanese so it's gonna be an american in japan we can't just do like new york city doesn't got the same kind of lights what about like uh i'm gonna need like a like a london i just want smoke in the sky non-stop <laughs> san francisco what <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I view London like 1800s Industrial Revolution. <laughs> I don't either. I just view it like smokestacks and brick buildings. Uh, I don't know why either. But uh, this will be a series tie. So he'll it'll be the first movie to be Japan. Every movie will be in a different city. He just oh. keeps getting amnesia and killing people. 
It's like a disease that he has. So he just never solves it. It's just a mass murder. <laughs> There's no murder mystery to it. It's just a murder. Yes, he's a serial killer. And it's like a comedy. Oh, <laughs> now we're laughing at murder. No, because the, the whole idea of a guy being a serial killer but not remembering but trying to solve his own fucking serial killer, that's fucking funny. Okay, this kind of sounds like he's... Is he a werewolf? Where did you get werewolf? But just the fact that like he like he just turns into something like obviously I want this to be at night and he just commits murders, wakes up in the morning, doesn't remember doing it. He just sees claws marks on oh his floor God. and blood. Oh, it can't be a comedy. Our idea was for a serious twist. Yeah, it was the murder himself, but that'd be a funny comedy series. <laughs> Maybe we just make both. Maybe we make the serious one and then make fun of ourselves with the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Make a spoof to our own movie. It'd be incredible. Um, this is this was a good place for for this movie on the scale though on the rankings. Next week we kick off March movie madness, trying to determine the best movie year of the last four decades. Technically, um, we're going to talk about all thirty two years, um, break them down, come down to a final four, and then bi weekly after that we will review some movies from each of those years to figure out what the best movie year of the last four decades is. Um, like how I spun that four decades, thirty two years. Yeah. Um, how is that possible? Because science, baby. Just um, <laughs> this is the way numbers work. <laughs> we might. Uh, I know we talked about it. I don't know if we might do it. An extra episode, Drive My Car, drops on Hulu, I believe, March 1st. Okay. Um, so that that's a possibility for us, Ty. Um, random yeah. Rotten Tomatoes movie score to end the podcast. My last thing for you. Obviously, video game related. You, you came at me before the pod saying, I've realized these aren't very random. They always have a correlation at some point. Yeah, you, uh, you usually point out how they correlate. Yeah, and now I'm worried that I feel like I've done this movie before when we did Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> what movie? Well, I, you just, we're doing a PlayStation movie. The number one PlayStation movie, or well, the first one I could think of was Ratchet and Clank. That's a movie? Okay, so we obviously haven't talked about it that or you just forgot. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank 2016. Um, they made a film, an animated film. Um, I Ratchet and Clank was one of those games as a kid I always wanted to play but never got it for whatever reason. I, so I would go down every summer to my grandma's house for like a week, um, mm-hmm. just fucking chill there. Their neighbor, Her neighbor had like a kid around my age, I think. Mm-hmm. They had Ratchet and Clank, and I would play it a little bit while down in, on vacation. In only Long time, Beach? Yeah, only time I've ever played it. Wow. So I know of it. Okay, yeah. Um, I always wanted it. It was that and the uh, that one alien game, Abduct All Humans. Remember that game? They remastered it recently. Always wanted that game. That, that game, game was I never got so it. much fucking fun. They remastered it. I had that. I would... I would probably still have a blast playing. <laughs> that game was awesome. Um, Ratchet and Clank, though, has 81 reviews, 5,000 audience ratings, not many. Only made $8.8 million in the box office. Wow. wonder if this is like some indie kind of, it's like a cult classic. Like people just it's got like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, not my official guess. Well, let me tell you some things real quick. Um, it was distributed by Gramercy, Gramercy Pictures, Focus Features. Not... Not Sony Pictures? I don't think they were. Oh, PlayStation Originals was the production company. Okay. Um, it had a $20 million budget. Overall, made $14.4 million. They lost a significant amount of money making this film. Maybe that's why we haven't seen God of War yet. They feel like they were scorned by making this. Yeah, probably. You know, like video game movies can't be successful. <laughs> now that we have Uncharted, they probably already have a team writing the script for God of War. Well, so I, I clicked uh, PlayStation Productions. Um, Ratchet and Clank's not even on there. It's not even on their little <laughs> list. They've burned um, all fucking traces of it. They have Uncharted. They have Ghost of Tushishima, which I know is like a very popular game. Yeah, that's a movie? Um, TBA year. Um, oh, they haven't made it yet. But it says it's in production. Okay. So with Columbia Pictures as well. And Jack and Daxter. 
who I don't know who that is. PlayStation, you don't have better properties. The series was developed by Naughty Dog Outsource. The first game, Jackson Daxter. Oh, it's like the guy with the uh, yellow spiky hair, and he's got like the little rabbit thing on his shoulder. I'm just going to... Jack and Daxter. Just by the fact that you said he had spiky hair, I'm going to assume his name is spelled J-A-X. No, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, that's where they get you. Daxter? Yeah. Jack and Daxter. I have... What the fuck is... This feels like a... I've seen it. I, I never played it, but I know what that is. Um, they also have a television series coming up, two of them. The Last of Us. I know that's I've very heard, popular. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that game. That's going to be on HBO. Yeah. 2023 and Twisted Metal, TBA. Okay. I think The Last of Us should be really good, um, especially someone who hasn't played the game. So I won't know what... Like, I won't be expecting story points. There you go. Could be a blast. Anyways, back back to Ratchet and Clank, the forgotten <sighs> PlayStation movie. That could give you some hints. Mm, mm, the forgotten play. I'm going to rock a um, 8%. Higher than that, Ty. 21%. It lost <laughs> money. I, I wasn't expecting much. 21%, 42 audience. Um, You know, I, 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 I'm trying to read some of these positive reviews, and they still don't make sense. The first one is, most video games aren't known for their story, and in transition to film, Ratchet and Clank has failed to find that most crucial ingredient. Fresh review. Okay. <laughs> I said, this movie has no story. I loved it. <laughs> the rest of them were just like, it was entertaining. Doesn't reinvent the wheel. Is entertaining. Good message for kids. Love it. So, yeah. 21%. Okay. Uncharted. Not the day. Very, very polarizing between critics and audiences. 41% critic score, 90 audience score for this movie. Yeah, I feel like our score on the scale reflects that perfectly because we always say under 65 is a rotten. But 60 is not a bad score. And, you know audiences you know if you like this movie i i would if it was just yes or no i'd probably say yes but i if it was fresh or rotten i'd say rotten it's just one of those weird conundrums fuck yeah as a fan and a hopefully future critic what we're doing it what are we doing right now well yeah i just i hope we get acknowledged tear down armin white yeah the fact that he's on there and we aren't still pisses me off he has not reviewed this movie so no no review to read you from armin white today that's all i got for you ty (sighs) next week march movie madness i'm excited it's a lot of work to get all those movies together, and we still have to do a decent bit of it, I feel like. <laughs> but we'll have it ready. Um, after that, the Batman. Yeah, can I? Can, is this a moment? Is this a place of um, trust and, um, like, no ju- a judgment-free zone? Yeah, fire away, because I have some thoughts to share as well. I'm not that excited. So they've been releasing clips of this movie, and there's one where it's, like, Alfred and Batman talking. And he's not Batman, though. He's got, like, the thing off, and it's just his Bruce Wayne voice aggressively underwhelmed so concerning i i i i said it a few weeks ago ty i just there's this weird stench i have with this movie i I feel like the story is gonna be good like all the leaks and everything i feel like the story is gonna be fantastic i'm just afraid i'm not gonna like robert pattinson as batman that's concerning i'm gonna i'm going in with a clean slate look your expectations are higher so maybe you'll get disappointed more i don't have very high expectations i don't have low expectations so Hopefully they prove me wrong and hopefully it's really good. I just, I worry about them being too serious about themselves without going like full dark, you know, like you would hope they would do if they do go like full serious. So we'll see. We will see. I, I am concerned because I, I legitimately thought this was going to give like infinity war a run for its money. Oh, if everything yeah, see, runs no, I was, the way I was never that high. <laughs> just the way it looked and obviously a very good actor and the cinematography looks like it's going to be fucking incredible and the cast is incredible and just this type of story. I feel like it has to, the the ceiling isn't there. There is no ceiling. Okay. 
but I was concerning now that they're releasing clips. So tune in in two weeks when Tyler gives the Batman a 99 and I give it like an 82. (laughs) March Movie Madness before that, though. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.